Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum. I will be your host for this episode as always. And today I have uh, an exciting conversation with someone that I'm really looking forward to chatting with today. I have had the pleasure of briefly chatting with them before this and learning a little bit about what they do, um, just the work that they do. And the the way that I initially came across them was uh, actually kind of indirectly through social media. I came across some of their work and was one, really impressed by it, uh, but was two, but two was just really uh, also impressed with just their authenticity that they had, uh, the way they presented themselves. And so I decided I want to have a conversation with them. And so it is my pleasure to have Mr. AJ Wiley on the podcast today. So AJ, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. I'm excited to, to chat. So let's do it. For sure, man. So uh, first and foremost, so I know that you you do a lot of different uh, graphic design. Uh, you, you have your own, is it, it's a, like a, is it an apparel company or is it more like graphic design and apparel or, or what's the kind of details on, on the work that you do? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I guess, um, other people will find me through different avenues. And so I guess all of those answers would technically be correct. <laughs> um, I definitely like to, to do a variety of things. And so one of those is, my apparel brand, uh, Kuma Wave, which is kind of um, my way of producing my own work and, and getting it out there. And um, yeah, just getting people to support me in that way as an artist. But then I also do freelance design work, which is majority of my income. So yeah, self-employed in a few different ways. And then on top of that, doing a lot of social media content, which is like what you said, how you found me. So yeah, just all three, those three would be my, I guess, pillars as to how I, how I function. Yeah. Well, well, like you mentioned, so I, I came across with you or came across with you on, on LinkedIn and, uh, I've mentioned just LinkedIn on the, on the show before and, and social media as a whole is, a uh, depending on, you know, which site you're on, uh, each site has its own flavor and, you know, it's, it's all different, but LinkedIn specifically, I, this, I don't think this is just my experience, but, a lot of times I feel that you can go on there and you can kind of like, you can look around at the things that are being posted. And sometimes I, it feels like 
I feel like I'm I'm the one like not in on it or something like that. Like I'll see I'll see people like posting stuff and I'm just like, is this actually like is this actually you? Like, do you actually do do these things? Or it's just it's a it's an interesting interaction you have with the people on LinkedIn. And so uh I don't know. I guess somebody that I I follow must have liked one of your posts, but I saw some of the work you were doing, um, specifically regarding like the animations and the uh the the designs you were doing for the states and like the different state designs that you had made. And of course, I live in I currently live in Tennessee. And so I was like, oh, well, I want to see if he does Tennessee. You know, I was I was wanting to see if you did that one at that point. And I just became really interested because the way that you presented yourself was very much just like, hey, this is me. This is my work. You can take it or leave it. And I hope you enjoy it. And I think that that kind of element of authenticity is something that I routinely try to present as, you know, in my own life as best I can, whether it's on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever social media site. Uh, but I think it's something mm-hmm. that is far too often not displayed enough. And so I wanted to ask you about that. I know we kind of briefly talked about it on when we initially chatted, but I want to talk to you mm-hmm. about that. Just what your thoughts are on just social media, the way that we portray ourselves and the way that you try to hopefully portray yourself in a true and authentic way and how that how that eventually feeds back into the work that you do and the business that you have. Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's a loaded question. So <laughs> I guess I'll talk about my interpretation of how social media has changed and what I've seen and then what I feel makes the most sense. And so I I've been posting on social media for maybe eight years now and so i remember you know when i first started college i started posting a lot and um yeah just like doing a drawing every day posting instagram that was when there was no reels or anything it was just posting graphics of my work and it it honestly felt like a very slow burn it was like okay you know i'm averaging let's say 100 likes a post but i remember just loving um Okay, it's like, okay, what am I going to make tomorrow? And like, is tomorrow going to be the one that I just, you know, absolutely love? And, you know, honestly, how I feel social media has functioned is that a lot of that's been lost. Where, so I actually got a TikTok in 2020. So that was right when everyone was downloading it. Yeah. And I would equate a lot of my success to TikTok and their algorithm uh, before everyone got one. Um, and so I, I thought that that was really exciting and fun. And so I started posting a ton on TikTok and then it obviously got congested and then Instagram, um, obviously started to push the same thing with reels. Yeah. And I, and I caught some early success with reels too. And LinkedIn now is kind of where I post because that's where a lot of the organic reach, um, functions the best. And we can kind of go into the nuances of each one of you'd like, but my interpretation of it is that TikTok really pushed people to go viral because that was the goal. Instagram, like maybe like when it first started, maybe, um, but it really excited anyone. You know, you could post something really stupid and funny and go viral, or you could actually be a professional and, you know, something like what I'm doing is promoting me, my career and my body of work. And so I think what that did was it made people one follow trends. And so it wasn't even their content. It was okay. I'm just going to redo what this other person did. And I, and I'm, 
I guess talking more as far as like a dance or like a joke, you know, you see it. And that's the definition of a trend. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to do the same thing and, and do it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that manifests differently in each platform. Mm-hmm. With TikTok, I see it as like, honestly, you could, you know, do the same video verbatim and then it does well. Oh, people and do so, it. People will make the same video, you know, verbatim absolutely. of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see that. I'm like, okay, like seriously, like I get a little annoyed by it mostly because I'm creative and I want to see new, you know, content. And for myself, I want to produce new content. And I think in the same way, it's so easy to um, like say, get on LinkedIn and see, okay, it's supposed to be very uptight or, or tight and professional. And, you know, I'm always supposed to start off with, I'm yeah. grateful and excited for <laughs> and whatever opportunity you have. Yeah. But I think the, um, the lesson I learned through posting for so long is that people, I guess I'll preface with saying this as well. It's very easy to sniff out when someone wants to post to get viral. So like, it feels very selfish. It's yeah. like, okay, they want the attention. They want this. And I think the flip that switch for me was I'm not, I'm creating this work because I like it. But I need to have that ingredient of I'm doing it so they enjoy it. Yeah. And the moment I uh, created like illustrations and designs to collaborate with the people that are following me, Mm -hmm. it got a lot more exciting because it wasn't just like, hey, you know, please like this. Please blow me up so I can make money and I can do this. It's, Mm -hmm. hey, I want to do this series. What do you guys think? Like what, what state do you want me to do next for that series and all sorts of things. And that just felt more authentic to me and to engage on like a mutual basis, I feel like was very fun for both sides. And so I think that's something that people kind of forget mm-hmm. and, and need to use it because it, it takes work. It takes work to humbly ask input and opinions and like um, on top of that, getting feedback is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, okay, maybe you get a viral video and you can feel good about it for a couple of weeks because you copied someone else's mm-hmm. or you can feel like you have actual purpose and you're creating your own content that you enjoy, um, and allowing people in on that. Yeah. And, you know, something I, I want to talk about, you, you briefly touched on it was, uh, the idea of, I mean, different people use social media for different reasons. Like we're kind of explicitly talking about people that are trying to accomplish some kind of goal and not just kind of, uh, not just kind of browsing it, uh, for the sake of browsing it. But, uh, you know, this, this show like that we're doing right now has really been my first like attempt at making something that I hope, like I enjoy doing it, but I, I also am hoping other people consume it because prior to this, I really only use social media just to like document things in my life and just say things that I thought were funny and just kind of like what most people use it for, you know? Um, but now that I have a little bit of skin in the game in the sense where like, I'm, I'm now participating in this weird internet game that we all kind of play trying to compete for attention and time. Uh, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like you'll see people, or at least I do, like I see things posted, whether it's on any kind of social media platform and you know, I, I'm not going to dig too deep into the psyche of the person posting it. But like you said, you can kind of sniff out and see when 
it seems like someone is posting someone purely because they believe it will get the attention that it has been getting rather than they're posting something because they genuinely believe in the product they're talking about. They've created something that they're proud of, you know, whatever it is. And I think we're seeing that play out because the, the, the current state of like uh, internet content creation, I guess I'll, that's a very, very broad field, but uh, you know, I mean, the internet's only been a thing for like two decades or so, like, you know, a little over that time. And so, the the rules are still being written but at the same time it's it, there, there's still not a perfect guide to it and so you, mm-hmm. you know you'll see like you know I, I grew up uh the generation that grew up watching like vines and stuff like you'll see people that blew up in that time and the people that in my opinion were the most authentic to themselves and were trying to actually create a product that they were proud of are the ones that seem to be having the most long-lasting and uh, sustainable career. However, you see other individuals that are just kind of hopping on and off trends and trying to just purely get the eyes on them. And from what I have seen and have heard, those either seem to be the people that enjoy it the least or are having the least sustainable careers. And Mm -hmm. to me, that's encouraging because like I said, to kind of go back to what I was talking about at the beginning is that when you... Now, now that I am in again playing in this game of content creation that we all play in, um, there are days where I'm just like, man, I will see someone and I'll see them post something, and I'm like, I know that I can make something better than that, or I know that like what I've done, I think it's at least got to be as good as that, and yet they're the one that's getting all the attention. But to me, I think that focusing more on uh, creating something because you enjoy creating it, or like you said, creating it because you know someone else will enjoy it. Um, knowing the reason why you're creating something or why you're doing what you're doing, especially on social media helps make it a lot more easier to go through because heck dude, if I was just making this show just to like, I don't know, be on Joe Rogan someday or something like that, like I would just, I would go insane because you know, that's, that's not enough motivation for me to do it. Once you get to episode 30 or whatever, uh, it's, it's Mm -hmm. not that's not enough of a, of a fuel for the fire to keep doing it, but my desire to have fun with it and create a show that people actually enjoy and people tell me they enjoy it. That's a much more, um, a much, a much stronger fuel to my personal fire. And I think that's something that, um, you have to have in, in whatever way you want to quantify it. You have to have that if you're wanting to make any kind of long lasting and sustainable impact on the internet or any kind of social media site in particular, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think especially when having this conversation, it's very important to, if you say you're listening to this, it's like, okay, how does this apply to me? And kind of like what you said, some people are just consumers mm-hmm. and that's totally okay. And so you go there wanting to be, in, whatever it is, be inspired, be entertained, um, laugh, all these things. And the, there's a, a big blessing in the fact that everyone now has an opportunity with just their phone to make a living. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't possible, you know, I, I would even say like 15 years ago because no, not really. Just the way, yeah. Just the way the like society functions now with how valuable social media is. Mm-hmm. It, it's very special, but I, I think there's something to be careful about as well as you have the world at your fingertips with your phone mm-hmm. that that can be very stressful and, and anxiety inducing if you don't have a healthy relationship with it. Yeah. And so 
you know, it, it, it definitely exposes um, you in a way where it's like, yeah. okay, I, I want to be famous. I'm going to copy these trends and I'm going to do everything it takes. And I, I just talk to people, you know, who, who also make a living doing it all the time. And everyone's experienced burnout in some way, which I think is somewhat necessary. Yeah. Like you, you need to go through these things to understand how you're wired and how you function. Mm-hmm. So then you can have a better relationship with it. And, and I would say, you know, I've had moments where I was like, oh my gosh, I need to post today. I, I need to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And what normally we just like to demonize social media in general and just say, oh, it's terrible. You know, whatever, whatever the complaint is. But I think it's very important to look inward and say, okay, how much time on social media is healthy for me? Mm-hmm. Like I have seasons where I'm, I'm not consuming anything. I'm just producing something. I'll post it. And then I just won't look at it. Yeah. And you know, there are also other times where I'm really excited and I'm interacting with people and doing these things when it feels like there's this like infinite vortex of like, I have to be on it all the time. I have to post five times a day and right. It's, it's this grind culture that mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're not careful on TikTok, you get in that algorithm and everyone's yeah. like, you know, go dark for six months and <laughs> post a billion videos and all these things. Yeah. And so I, I tail it back to the fact of, okay, what, what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. Because I can say from experience, having a viral video um, is great for maybe a week. Yeah. And I think my values have changed a lot since experiencing what it means to actually like make a living off this and get the attention, right? The, everyone wants the attention. Yeah. Um, but I also know a lot of people that have a very unhealthy relationship with attention and it, that discussion is very important, you know, because I could give all of the formulas as to how to have a successful page and all these things, but if it's going to burn you to the ground and you know, you're going to be regretful that you even started it, mm-hmm. then it's important to talk about that. Yeah. And, and I, I would hundred percent agree. I think that and th- all those things you just talked about are things that like have been rolling through my head ever since I started this, but in, in a good way, because like, like I said, this has been my first kind of attempt in, in a field like this. And something that I have definitely like, I've come to learn is that if what, whether it is what, whatever kind of venture it is, whether it's a podcast or whether it's something like you do with graphic design or whether you're just trying to make uh, your videos or like whatever, whatever kind of service or product you're making online as a, as something for people to consume. Um, first you have to know why you're doing it. And I think if the reason why you are doing it is to become quote unquote famous or to go viral or to have the most eyes on you, yes, that's perfect. Like that is a, a very possible thing, uh, you can do. It, It can happen. But I think that that is the quickest way to hate what you're doing and to never want to do it again and to be sick and tired of doing that thing. Um, because like, like you said, you, when you actually get the thing that you want, and this is not to make me sound like I'm some huge, like media, you know, person or anything like I'm, I'm, I'm a very small podcast, but, uh, when you kind of get the thing that you want, it becomes normal for you. Um, I, I know of things in my life, not even necessarily related to the show that, I, at a time in my life, I would have thought, man, like, well, it would be so cool to have that thing or it'd be so like, 
you know, something I've, I've talked to people about is like, I'm currently living in my own apartment. And I remember there were times in my life where I had roommates or like, or I was living at my parents' house. And I was like, man, I just wish I had my own place. And now like I've had my own place for a while. I have full autonomy to do the things that I want to do. And it's just normal for me now. And, you know, that's a thing that I think a lot of people can relate to because not everybody goes viral or wants to go viral on some kind of on a social media platform, but especially for the people kind of like you and me that are uh, doing things and interacting with people outside of our immediate sphere of influence on social media. If you're just doing the things that you do for the attention or for the numbers, at some point, it's not going to fulfill you. And 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 I I have experienced that firsthand, like, like I said, with with the show. Um, man, something that is, that has just been, you know, constantly just going around in my head is, is again, like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because you want to be like the biggest podcast in the world? Are you doing it because you want to make money from it? Like, why are you doing it? And I think that there's not necessarily a wrong answer, but there are a lot of better answers than others. And I think one of the best, one of the worst answers to that question is, oh, I just want to be the biggest show, or I want to have the most people listening to it, or I want to have the most eyes on me because that's just going to get um, it's just going to get tiresome and you're going to lose, lose interest in it. Um, you know, if, if someone wanted to play professional sports because they wanted to make a lot of money and they make it, they get there and then they make all the money they're they're not going to care that much anymore once they make the money, because you see people that make, you know, more money than most people on earth will ever see. And it just gets normal to them at some point. They keep doing it because they love what they do. They love playing basketball or football or whatever it is. And I think that desire to create and to produce something of quality and value is it it has to be there in some kind of degree or form or fashion. If you want to have a sustainable, I'll loosely use the word career um, on online, you know, and and that's something that I've been I've I'm currently learning and have been learning uh, ever since the beginning of this show. And I'm sure you've experienced that in one way or another as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if I could summarize what you're talking about, it is a balance between chasing something and being content with where you're at. Mm-hmm. Because like you yeah. said, if if you're chasing and then you get it, you're going to want to chase after something else. Yeah. And if you, if you feel like you've constantly been in a place of, I need more, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a life that doesn't really equate to a, like a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. And that's the balance, right? Because ambition is not a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, if you pay attention, it's very inspirational when you find someone who actually just loves what they're doing mm-hmm. and they're chasing after um, like a career. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm working hard so I can do what I love for my career. Mm-hmm. And so, right, the question then for everyone to ask you know, to ask ourselves is what's that balance of how do I find contentment with the fact that for me, like, you know, I, I battle with that too. It's like, okay, can I wake up and just be super grateful that I get a design for a job? Mm -hmm. There's so many people in the world that can't do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very blessed in that way, but what are my ambitions? Like, what am I working towards? Because, um, right growth and, and and working and building on something is also very fulfilling. And so you want to have something where you, you feel motivated. Like there's a, there's a longer term goal 
but within that you don't catch yourself feeling super unhappy with where you're at now Mm -hmm. and i think that might be a big battle for you know us in let's say our 20s and, and a little younger is okay how do i find joy in the fact that this is my life and and then how can i produce from that not just producing to chase after this unattainable permanent joy that will come from whatever it is whether it's a a viral video or you know attention or yeah yeah and and no i i i 100 agree i think that's something that you have to find in some way and and it's especially in this field like like you were saying you have to be able to find that because you know unless you're i mean even for people that do blow up overnight or anything like whatever kind of creative endeavor you're on, there's going to be ups and downs in that. And if you're, if you're solely anchored to the high of having that up, uh, then you're, you're not going to be able to make it when things aren't as great. Um, I remember like what the, the, one of the episodes I had on the show, uh, it was when it came out, like it was the best performing episode I'd had so far. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Like, this is awesome. And then the next week, like the next episode was also good, but wasn't quite as good as the last one. And I was like, man, uh, like, what's the point? What am I doing this for anymore? And I had to catch myself like, dude, you're getting to do this thing that you've been wanting to do for so long that people people voluntarily take time to listen to you talk to people like that's That's the great. Uh, I don't know. That's just such a weird thing. And so, like you said, uh, for you, you get you have the reality of you get to do wake up and do something every day that you love. You get to create and you get to be uh, you know, bound to the desires and the the creative instincts of, that you have, but yet at the same time, you still have those goals and those ambitions that you want to chase after. And finding that balance can be hard and can be dicey, but I think it's something that's very important to continually strive to find. Um, this is kind of a random question. Do you you know who Rick Rubin is? Uh, yes. So I recently read his read. He came up with a book recently. Um, and if, if you're listening, and you don't know who Rick Rubin is, I definitely recommend checking him out. Cause the best way I can just, he, he is a very big figurehead in the music industry, but he kind of looks like a, like a wizard or something. He has like just crazy long hair. Uh, and it, he's just a, a crazy looking guy, but, um, I read his book recently and it was really, really good and really interesting just to see his thoughts on, um, the kind of creative process as a whole. And like I said, he's been working in the music industry for decades and decades and decades, And something he was talking about in the book was how, as an artist, like first considering yourself as an artist, whether you're making paintings or making music or you're just making a meal, whatever thing it is that you're doing, considering yourself as as an artist. And then as an artist, how do you quantify or how do you measure success? And, you know, typically we think of success as like, oh, I got to you know, if I'm in the music industry, like I want to land a a deal so I can, you know, produce music and make a lot of money. Or if I'm, you know, making films, like I want to win an award or I want to, if I'm an actor, I want to get some kind of like an Oscar or something like that. Those are, those are kind of the highlights that we think of, but oftentimes if you tether yourself to purely, you know, things like that, things like money or, or the views or, or whatever it is, it's going to be very difficult to sustain that. And so, he kind of just made this this challenge to ha- whatever it is that you do, uh, just constantly asking yourself, how do you quantify success? And it was a big wake up call for me because, again, I I am not like there are much much bigger podcasts than me and what I do, but um, I, it 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 took me some time to sit down and think, okay, like 
why am I doing this and what do I hope to get out of it? Am I doing this because I want to be ultra uber famous? Well, no. And that's probably not going to happen. Like that doesn't happen for most people. Um, do I want to be just like rolling in, in infinite amounts of money or something? No, that's not really what I'm doing this for. So figuring out like, what does a successful attempt at this thing look like for you? And for me, like, I just enjoy, I've, I've come to the conclusion that, yeah, I, I want people to listen to it and to see the show and to enjoy it. But at the end of the day, I'm, it, it's a little bit selfish for me. I just enjoy having good, fun conversation with interesting people. And if I get to do that, you know, then I'm, it doesn't really matter to me as much if people listen to it or not, because I'm having a great time with it. I'm enjoying it. And at the end of the day, if someone else enjoys it, it's just all that much more better. And so I say all that to say, um, I wanted to ask you kind of how long have you been working in this space? Roughly, would you say? Uh, I have, I was doing freelance work and posting in college, but mm-hmm. professionally outside of it about three years. So, so now that you're, you know, three plus years into this, what are your thoughts on just success in a creative field as a whole? What for you, like, have, do you ever wrestle with the idea of like, how can I, as a creative person, be successful, quote unquote, like, because I, I, by the sound of it to you, like, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, it sounds like what you're saying, what you've been saying is success to you is more than just, oh, I made a lot of money because I made a cool design and someone bought it. And that's what success means to me. Maybe it is. I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything and you can correct me, but it seems like you have more thoughts on it than just that. And so I just want to just kind of pick your brain a little bit on what you think about this idea of attaining quote unquote success in creative fields like this. Yeah. Uh, so from what you just said, one, I do want to preface and say like, we are self, like we are inherently somewhat selfish. Yeah. And to ignore that would also be silly. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, of course I like when my posts do well. Mm-hmm. And like, of course I get excited when a lot of people buy my stuff and you know, people talk to me about it in person like that feels good and like i wouldn't necessarily say that's bad either i think the um i guess from what we've been saying since we started this is like okay what's the balance like how much of this can i handle to where it doesn't affect me negatively or you know how how can i be productive with this Mm -hmm. and so with what you asked you know, my question would also be like, how much do you value success mm-hmm. slash how much do you value successful people? And I think my opinion on that's shifted as I've done this for, you know, the, the more I've done it, the less I care about being looked upon as successful. And you briefly mentioned it earlier is any you know, celebrity could look at another celebrity with more money and more fame and these things. And so discontentment isn't exempt once you hit a certain threshold. And so honestly, I think the flip switch for me, which helped me have a healthy relationship with this is like, okay, I don't need to be the guy, Mm -hmm. right? We, We always want to be, you know, I mentioned the motivational videos earlier. It's like, the, those feed us and feed our egos. Cause it's like, okay, I'm going to be that guy eventually. Mm-hmm. And like, people are going to look back and be like, wow, I wish I was nicer to him. Yeah. And all these like kind of, you know, it, it all just feels like BS to me now because, you know, let's say you do get that validation 
it's it it'll fall flat. Mm-hmm. And I think this reminds me. I had a discussion with um, a designer at the North Face, and I was talking to him because we were kind of talking about how you know technically the grass can always be greener. It's like mm-hmm. you work at a big brand, yeah, but your name's not on it, mm-hmm. or you know you can build your own personal brand, get recognized individually, but obviously the security and, and all sorts of things. Yeah. And I was really inspired by him because he was super like art focused mm-hmm. and I'll kind of go into like the philosophy behind like design and art mm-hmm. when you, they're obviously somewhat correlated, but mm-hmm. art, when, when you look at complete swing of like an artist, they're like, I don't care about anyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's expression for me. And it's just like a, a muscle I need to, to, you know, use. Yeah. And, you know, I remember in, in school, I'd, I'd think about that. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's yeah. like, I want to post it. I want to get likes. I want to, you know, whatever. Um, I can't imagine making all this really cool stuff and then just not sharing it. Yeah. But there's people that are like that. And that fully swings on, like, they don't care about success or prestige or any of that. Art is just something they genuinely need to do and enjoy. But then you have like design, right? So a lot of it could be for a brand or, you know, you want a, a good deal with this for, through my lens, it could be like, oh, through a really big, like outdoor brand. Mm-hmm. And then you can post about it and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think the question with success is like, if you fall too far into wanting to have that one post. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking this, I'm like, I can't wait. One day I'm on Instagram being like, I finally did it, guys. I have a job at the North Face or Patagonia. And it's like, okay, but then that won't feel as good in a couple of weeks. You know, maybe I'll boost my ego if I talk to someone on the street randomly and I'm like, yeah, I work here. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's just a good perspective shift Mm -hmm. of I'm actually very happy with where I'm at in my career. I would love a job at a big outdoor brand. Mm -hmm. But I think what it's taught me is you really have to look inside and say, do I actually just genuinely like doing this? Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, admittedly, I won't be the one that makes something cool and then doesn't share it. Yeah, I do want to share it because um, there's tangible things to it. It's like it's my I need to make money. Yeah, I can't just go on an island <laughs> and. Do, you know, you, you want to be an things. artist, but not a, not a starving artist, if you can help it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can help it, for sure. Um, so I think one thing that's very important is it's very refreshing when you find someone who doesn't value you based off your status and, and values you for who you are as a person. And mm-hmm. so I think we need more of that um, philosophy around. And I think you actually might produce better art from it because mm-hmm. you're, you're pushing that person to be themselves mm-hmm. and to exercise iteration, right? Yeah. It's not like, Oh, your stuff's sick. Everything has to be sick. Do yeah. that. Or we're not going to, we're going to unfollow you. It's yeah. Hey man, like you're actually like, I can tell you really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see more or talk to you about it. I think that's a better recipe even within that conversation, doing that to yourself, mm-hmm. like not just being like, frick, I, I need a post now that does 400 likes and, and you just beat yourself up mm-hmm. where 
if you can have this this even this little bit of like a childlike just fun and play mm-hmm. in you to create something that'll go a long ways where you won't get caught up in all of this i need to be successful i need to make all this money mm-hmm. i need people to to worship me like all of that immediately might feel seem fun and good but i i would say from my opinion it's not yeah no i i would agree because just like everything you're saying has been has been stuff that i've been thinking about especially since i finished that book recently but um you know viewing doing the things that we do whether it's a hobby or it's something we want to turn into a career or maybe it is our career or or maybe it's just whatever you know fill in the blank here um i think that you the the act of creating something not just uh you know to, to use a very a very simple example uh something i've been trying to do more of lately is whenever i cook food what just literally just the most basic of human activities is cooking a meal and eating it is not just making something because i know that it's something that's edible and that it will you know physically nourish my body with the nutrients that i need and it will hopefully taste good but if i have the time and the resources trying to craft a meal that I'm proud of that if I were to make this, you know, maybe it wouldn't be three Michelin stars, but I would be happy to eat this myself and give this to someone else. And hopefully they would be happy with it and they would enjoy it as well because it wasn't just, you know, beans and rice on a plate. It was something that was crafted and there was some effort put into it. Um, is, you know, are there going to be crowds of people that are going to come and pay $30 for this meal at like a restaurant? No, probably that's not going to happen, but I have found that when I take the time to do even something as small as that with, you know, making a meal, my satisfaction with that is so much more higher, higher than it is if I just, you know, just literally heat up the heat up the things that I'm cooking. Um, You know, if you're making a steak, I don't know, like you could just you could boil the steak in water if you wanted to and it would be edible and you could eat it. Or you could take the time to season it properly and you could find out what kind of temperature you want the inside of it to be. And you could make a side to go like these are all very, you know, whoever's listening to this, I hope I'm not making you too hungry. But um, (laughs) but taking the time to craft something that you're proud of and not just uh, doing it just for uh, for the attention that it brings or for this this quote unquote success um, that has allowed me to enjoy the process a lot more because you know, for me, like the thing that I do is, is this right here. And I will constantly ask myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, is, is this worth the investment and time? Is it worth the money that I put into it? Like what, what is the point of this ultimately at the end of the day? And the thing that I have to be reminded of is that people do think, I mean, that's the whole point of a, of a hobby. Like, yeah, I would love if this turned into some kind of career or some kind of uh, monetizationable, there's a $2 word for you. Uh, I, I hope that's a real word, uh, monetizationable opportunity. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's a hobby. And I, I do this the same reason why some people woodwork and why some people knit and why some people bake. You just do it because it's fun and you enjoy it. And that's what life is all about. And so, yeah, like we, we have, um, we have that desire to be successful. Um, we have that desire to, like you said, you know, if, if it's someone like in your space, you want to work for the that big brand, you want to be the the chief design officer at like Patagonia or, or North Face. But at the end of the day, 
even if you were to get that position, even if you were to get that thing that you've been vying after for so long, at some point, it's just going to become normal to you. And it's not going to have the same kind of shine and luster to it that it did when you didn't have it. And so I say all that to say, if you can do the thing that you do simply for the joy of creating the thing that you're creating, uh, or simply just for the joy of the process of it, then you're going to likely be in a much more sustainable position than you would someone who is just trying to collect a paycheck. Cause I, I can guarantee you if, if there's a, you know, an, another dimension in the world somewhere and there's another AJ and he's like, you know, I just want to work at Patagonia and get the biggest check I can for being the coolest designer in the world. And let's say that version of yourself does that thing, you know, for like a month or so, maybe it'd be, it'd be the coolest thing ever. But at some point, the the work starts to begin to be mundane and it's just not as exciting as it was before if you're just doing it for those numbers and for uh in that case you know the paycheck it's gonna lose its shine at, at some point and that's the thing that i think we ultimately are trying to avoid at least i know i'm trying to avoid that so um but yeah so i i think that that's something that i have I I have struggled with some, and I think I will continue to struggle with, uh, but in a good way. Because like what you said, at some point, burnout, or I, I'll, I'll loosely say like, burnout isn't always a bad thing sometimes, because I think it can test uh, if you really want to do the things that you're doing or not. Not to say that, you know, you should just go and, and work yourself to death and you should just, you know, slave away 140 hour weeks or anything. But uh, being tested in that way is not necessarily a bad thing. And I think that it can... Um, prove to you and to yourself whether or not you really want or need this thing in your life. Um, so, yeah, I like the way you put that. Uh, that's I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that philosophy is very important too, of like allowing and encouraging yourself to be tested. And so I don't also want to demonize the fact that getting like a big position is bad or like, you know, you don't want to discourage people by saying like, oh, that's never going to be as cool as you think, because no. this is just one perspective. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think we've been aligned on this is mm -hmm. the fact that the motivation behind it is extremely important. And so if you go and do these things for something that feels like a shallow reason, um, that's going to eventually, you know, surface. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as far as and and this kind of is like a I, I definitely have a holistic mentality on all of like what I do because obviously it's correlated. So if I'm having a bad day socially, it's gonna affect my work. Mm -hmm. Um where mentally I think our society has also become um very much so of we can't be feeling certain emotions and diagnosing everything mm -hmm. and so it's funny i uh, um in denver have a lot of uh connections of people who live in different countries and um one time i was talking to he's my pastor but he was saying you know america we call it anxiety and depression mm -hmm. in india we call it life <laughs> and i forgot what book i was reading but it talked about the fact that when you're super resistant to an emotion, let's say, it's going to amplify it. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, I can't be anxious. I can't be anxious right now. Um, 
versus saying, oh, I'm feeling a little anxious right now. It's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Instead of being afraid of emotion, allowing it, and then having a learning pers- like posture of like, mm-hmm. okay, what, what's happening that made me feel that way? Mm-hmm. Or is it simply the fact that I don't know and it, you know, I just let it pass. In the same way with work, it's unfair to be like, oh my gosh, I can't be feeling burnt out. It's, oh, like I'm not feeling like this is a good balance for me. What's something I need to adjust for myself that will help me be more productive or mm-hmm. get what I actually want? Mm-hmm. And so I think being introspective and having that, developing that emotional intelligence is going to help you creatively as well, because that's also in that realm mm-hmm. of you can be more creative once you, you know, aren't stressed and feeling, you know, sad or angry all the yeah. time. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I love it. I love it, dude. Um, so I want to ask you something a little bit kind of different to what we've been talking about. Uh, but I've really enjoyed talking with you about this. But um, so obviously, it doesn't take a genius. Uh, if you look through some of your work and the fact that you're currently wearing a hat with a rhino on it, that seems to have a sunset as well, I think. Um, yep. You are a lover of the outdoors, it would seem. Uh, and so I wanted to just ask you just one, where did this come from for you? Uh, you're currently living in Denver, which I'm a little bit jealous of because I told you before, uh, I think Colorado is such a beautiful place. I went, I've only been there for a week and I fell in love with it the first, the only time I've ever been there. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm very jealous of that, but I want to ask you just where did this desire to uh connect with the outdoors in the way that you do, where did this come from for you uh, personally? Yeah, it's, it's actually really funny. My, the answer is simple. And that was, I just fell in love with Patagonia. <laughs> um, I remember in high school, you know, I wasn't wearing it, but all like the, you know, rich preppy girls were wearing like the vests and I was like, okay, what is that? And then I went to college and I remember like vividly going on their website and looking at like um, their philosophy and and what they stand for and all these things. And I'm like, wow, like that's sweet. And I just remember buying a lot of Patagonia stuff because I (laughs) I was so excited about, um, and it it just shows the power of branding, right? Mm -hmm. Like they stand for the outdoors in a way that makes it cool and exciting. Mm -hmm. That makes you want to do that. And so I don't have like this, you know, I was floating on a cloud in Colorado <laughs> and then I had you, you, didn't, you didn't float on a cloud in Colorado. I thought that's what you did. <laughs> Still haven't yet. Um, but yeah, so that's honestly how it started. And then when I started pursuing graphic design in college, I was like, okay, that's the goal. Like that's the big dream. Mm-hmm. And so I was making projects that were like Patagonia and North Face focused mm-hmm. and my junior year is when I actually started to do like illustration work. So I bought an iPad um, and that's when everything clicked. I was like, the two things for me were like nature and outdoor stuff and then sports, mm-hmm. but then doing it hand drawn. Mm-hmm. And so I started to, that's when like, it was like lightning. I was every day drawing like so much mm-hmm. and iterating a ton and, and really developing my style. Um I can just think back right on just imagine like how much how in love I was with it, which was really fun yeah. for me. And then 
Yeah, I think over time developing this philosophy of yeah, nature is very important and it, it correlates with the fact of we could so easily just be inside all day. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would go on trips to Colorado and, and these other areas and just be in in awe of like mm-hmm. this is sweet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that was also motivation of I want to inspire people to also be outside. Mm-hmm. Because I think it also inspires a lot of other things, like, mm-hmm. you know, feeling more at peace. Like just looking out at this giant mountain mm-hmm. and just being like, wow, I'm so small. Yeah. And maybe my problems are this small as well. Yeah. And you, you just kind of build this perspective. And so I think for me, it started with Patagonia. And then I started to be like, wow, okay, what do I think about it though? And I developed, yeah, just a love for outdoor stuff, you know, mm-hmm. can't really think of any other illustration styles like grungy rock star <laughs> stuff or whatever, but, um, and I, and I bled into like sports and, you know, I had these minions that kind of did very well last year that were very <laughs> off brand. Um, but yeah, the core of it's always been like nature and, you know, creation. Yeah. yeah. And you you briefly mentioned you mentioned how uh, just being out in the world can be so in, inspiring. Uh, like I I live I grew up and still live in East Tennessee. Uh, I don't know if you can tell by my accent or not. I still can't decide if I have a strong Southern accent, but I'll let that be uh, the debate of the audience, I suppose. Uh, but um, you know I can walk outside and just see like just the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen in my entire life, and just like these just rolling mountains and hills and i'm like man this is like there'll be days where just it sometimes it just takes my breath away and uh you talked about just being inspired like that i will never forget um it was when we went to colorado it was the summer of 2020 and uh i don't have to explain too much about what was going on that summer but there was virtually nobody inside of you know relatively speaking uh inside of the rocky mountain national park and first off if you're listening and you have not been i highly recommend going but i will never forget uh the first day we went and checked it out we drove in and we went on this big winding road and we were at the top of this mountain and it wasn't even one of the like wasn't even one of the tallest mountains in the park and i remember it was me and my brother-in-law and my dad we parked on the side of this road and we just said, we're just, we just looked up and pointed at this, the point of this mountain. We said, let's just go up there. So we just started climbing up there and we got to the top and it's, I, I have never, I still, I can, I have pictures of my phone. I can see it right now. Like I have never felt more just like amazed that these things exist and mm-hmm. moments like that, man, I, I wish I could just, I mean, you can take a photo obviously. And it's always cool to look back and be like, man, that was really cool to be there. But I, I wish I could just take those moments and like bottle them up and just keep them in my pocket. And just, it's just like lightning in a bottle because I'm relieving that trip, just feeling so filled in like a way I couldn't even explain. Cause it wasn't like, like we didn't do anything crazy. We just like went to different national parks and checked them out and just did all the things you do when you go to those places. But I had never yeah. felt that fulfilled after a, after a trip before, like I had. And it's something that I do, I can't quantify. I don't know how to, I, I can't quantify it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I know the reason why it is that way, but man, it is a, uh, it's an experience unlike anything when you find yourself, especially in nature, just enthralled by the surroundings around you. And so 
um, it's cool to see yeah. that you've you've tried to bottle that up into the work that you do because I think it I think again going back to what we've been talking about this whole time I think that love of the the world around us and what you're hoping to do is really reflexive of the the work that you create and I think that that will go a long way much much farther than uh any cheap attempt at uh just getting eyes or or numbers or anything like that I think that's going to go a long way and uh it's really cool to see on my end of things at least so yeah well, I appreciate that. And I think you illustrated it very well of those experiences are very special to you. Mm-hmm. And they're even better when you're around people you care about. Mm-hmm. Right. And that I, I think once you experience a view like that, or, you know, a trip that just you leave and you just can't stop thinking about it, mm-hmm. like that's what feels fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And obviously it goes away. Like you said, the memory just kind of, it's just different from actually being there in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something really cool about the fact that there's a lot of really cool things out there. And I think for me and what I've wanted to create is something that kind of, you know, makes it pokes at that memory a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, okay. Th- you know, I can relate to that. And so I think for me, I've always wanted to do, encouraging slash you know more happy uh mm-hmm. illustration work mm-hmm. and yeah i think certainly that was inspired by just like those moments that you're talking about yeah um and i, and I think that that's kind of how i get my audience hopefully too is that kind of general mm-hmm. um joy we we've all gotten from our own experiences yeah aside from just being outside in nature and just seeing cool things are there any specific uh kind of avenues of art or any specific kind kinds of art that just inspire you that like uh any kind of like painting or music or anything that whenever you're in around it in whatever way you consume it uh that just inspires you to do what you do yeah i mean i'm a big music guy mm-hmm. by that i cannot sing or play an instrument but i just love listening to it um, me neither me neither so, so I, i'm right there with you <laughs> yeah but i mean i you know i'm always on spotify when i'm working and and just trying to listen I, i'm the type that though like i'll find five good songs and just crank them out until they sound like dust to me and, and then i'll just find new ones but i love music i think one thing that is always good for me is since everything I do is pretty is pretty much digital mm-hmm. is when I can kind of work with my hands and like actually paint something or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took a lot of art classes in college and those were actually more fun for me. It's like sculpture and, yeah. you know, a bunch of random things. So I think it's like, it's just refreshing to work with your hands when mm-hmm. you're drawing with Apple pencil all the time. <laughs> so I would say those, um, yeah, I love music, love dancing and and doing that kind of stuff. But I'm always inspired just by like any sort of creative endeavor people go through, like writing or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's fun to always talk to people and, and hear their their process. And generally, you know, what we've been talking about yeah. is their perspective on that. So speaking of of music and just kind of going along with everybody talking about, have you been to a Red Rocks concert yet? I did. I went to camp, uh, oh, dude, a few months ago, and it was it was really good. Uh, oh my gosh! I so I I also I'm a big fan of camp, and I would 
when we were out there, we went and we didn't see a concert, but we just went and saw the amphitheater. And I remember being there. I was like, man, they would be so good here. Like it just, just being in that area. Like it's, it's unlike anything for obvious reasons, but um, I, I know that they play there. I think they play there on a relatively frequent basis. I mean, they don't just like live there, but they, they played there before. Um, And Mm -hmm. man, I would love to go see them there. Uh, They're just, they are, I mean, I know it's somewhat intentional, but like their their style of music and everything they do is like the quintessential, like I'm going to go outside and be inspired by nature music. Like, that's just what it yeah. is. You know, it's great, though. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that I, I get modes where it's like, all I listen to is that type of music, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, illustration and then I'll listen to like Kendrick Lamar, you know, so it always changes and you know depends on the mood. But yeah, yeah camp is the concert was really good. I would love to go out there someday. I, 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 it's such a, such a cool place. Uh, and they have such a distinct music style that just fits that, uh, that area so well. So I'm very jealous. I want to go, I'm going to yeah. go out someday. I will go out there and I will go to a concert uh, out there, but, um, that's awesome, dude. Um, well, first off, uh, we've, we've been going for close to an hour now. So I want to just first say thank you for chatting with me about this. Um, part of the pleasure of me getting to do this. I always know, at least on my end, whenever I uh, enjoy the interviews I do is whenever I always keep track of time is whenever I'm talking, I look down, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've been going for already like 40, 45 minutes or so. Like that went by so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has been a, a lot of fun, just a great conversation, getting to talk with you and just hearing about uh, your process and everything that you do. Um, but before we finish up, uh, I have a kind of segment that I like to finish each interview off with. And I don't even know what spurred me to want to start this, but I've enjoyed doing it so far. And it's something I'm just going to keep doing. So at the end of each interview that I do, uh, I like to finish just on a bit of a different note with a little segment that I call 15 quick questions. Uh, so I'm going to ask you 15 quick questions. They're all going to be, uh, either this or that questions. So it'll be, you know, either a or B hot or cold, stuff like that. And I just want to get your immediate answer off the top of your head. Um, totally unrelated, mostly unrelated to everything we've been talking about and just to get your thoughts on these things. So that sound good to you. All right. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. This is 15 quick questions with AJ Wiley. First question, beach vacation or mountain vacation? I think I might know the answer to this. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm going to say beach. Okay. Well, I was, I was thinking mountains at first, but I was like, he lives there. So maybe he would want to go somewhere, somewhere very different. So I respect that. I get it. Um, all right. Are you a hot coffee or iced coffee person? Or you can substitute tea for this if you don't like coffee. Iced coffee. Iced coffee. That's that is where you and I depart. I'm a big. I've. I'm a. All right. I can't enough. think of a day where I've gone without hot hot coffee. Um, <laughs> but iced coffee is great as well. Uh, summer, fall, winter, or spring? Which one would you prefer? Spring. Sweet or savory food? Savory. In your opinion, are Crocs fashionable? Yes or no? No, <laughs> that's a, that's a hot take. That is one I've found people have very uh, strong opinions on. Um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, maybe, maybe. So I don't okay. think it's terrible. I, I don't. I wouldn't pick it first. Okay, if you if you were to if someone if I ordered a pizza and it showed up at your house or apartment or wherever you live, would you be upset at, at this very moment? Would you be upset if it had pineapple on it? Uh, my answer would depend on how hungry I am. <laughs> I and guess that's so fair. right now I would say no. Okay. Okay. 
which do you prefer, sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Guacamole or salsa? Salsa. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I'm assuming you like football. So I'm going to ask, do you prefer college football or the NFL? NFL. NFL. Uh, how did you feel about the recent Super Bowl that just happened? Or who were you pulling for? Uh, I was pulling for the Eagles. Me too. Uh, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. I won't give you a long answer, but yeah, I think could have been better. Yeah. Um, all right. Crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Do you prefer flats or drums? Drums. Who? I, I agree. Uh, who wins in a dance battle? The Rock or Kevin Hart? <laughs> Kevin Hart. Uh, which decade would you prefer uh, to just to just to be in? Seventies, eighties, or nineties? Eighties. Uh, All right. Coming up on our final two questions here, which of these end-of-the-year holidays are your favorite? Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's? Christmas. And final question, I ask everybody this. Sometimes I like to change up the question, but I always keep the last one the same. And I want you to I want to hear just a little bit of an elaboration on, on why you why you pick this answer. Would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Duck-sized horses or <laughs> A hundred duck-sized horses. Duck. You've got a hundred small horses the, the size of a duck or one giant duck the size of a horse. <laughs> hmm. You can take a moment uh, to, to consider this. This is a big this this is a big question. Yeah, this is tough. My immediate thought was like a bunch of horses like <laughs> chewing at you. That like that would hurt. <laughs> um there's a hundred. I might say, yeah, I might say horse-sized duck. Why is that? Why why is that? Like, I don't know. The the beak is probably the only um like dangerous part of the body you can get behind it. Unless it like unless it like swiped you with its wing. You never know. I mean that's true. I but I I don't know how strong the wings are. I guess it's <laughs> if it's that big. Um uh, I, I feel like I could tie it up and wrangle it a little bit. You become friends with it. Like tame it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather tame one giant duck than, you know, a hundred small horses. But then again, if you had like just a legion of tiny horses at your command, like that'd be pretty cool. You know, just like that, that's they could point. just go do whatever you need them to do. So that'd be uh, hard anyways. to manage though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is 15 quick questions. I appreciate you playing along there with that. It's always fun to end things on a little bit of a silly note. So I appreciate you, you answering that. Um, before we finish, I, I know that you, I came across you on LinkedIn. Uh, so I will put that link down in the description. So if you're listening, you want to check them out, um, then that link will be down there, but do you have any other links or anything that you would like people to be aware of that they can follow along or, or support what you got going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess my Instagram and TikTok is AJ Wiley design. Um, so if you just search that should pop up and then Kuma wave. Kuma Wave brand is my Instagram for my apparel. So if you want to support in that way, that'd be great. But yeah, those are, those are my accounts. Though. All right, sweet. 
Well, I will make sure those links are in the description. So if you're listening and you want to check out what AJ's got going on, uh, then definitely go down there, check it out. Um, I think he does great work and uh, it's it's great. It's a lot better than anything I could make. Uh, so it's really cool. I really like it. And I think you, you're going to like it too. So um, yeah, AJ, again, thank you for taking some time to chat with me. I had a lot of fun getting to talk with you and just getting to learn about your process and everything you got going on. So thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, you know, I think, Another thing too is anyone who's listening as well, if they have input or want to talk about it too, it's a good discussion. And I think it's very important for um, us at our age and people now that are trying to make careers of it. So I think, yeah, I would end on the fact of um, encouraging people to just be curious and like Mm -hmm. have discussions instead of not. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. I love it um thank you again for being on the show i appreciate it to all of you that are listening thank you for listening to and supporting the show uh if you'd like to check out uh, myself aj on any social media all those links will be in the description so feel free to head on there check them out and uh yeah thanks again man thank you all for listening to the show and we'll catch you all on another episode of the podcast goodbye everybody Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode. and I really hope you enjoyed it. I will catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya.